The Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 29. A letter comes from Abby. As Phoebe runs a painting activity for the children, Glenda gives her the letter. Tiny wanted immediate attention, and Lucy, Nancy, and Jane all joined in. I spilled the water. It's all over the table. Mommy, Mommy, I've got paint on my cheek. And it was true. Kayla had a big blue streak on her face. Her mother wiped it off. Phoebe decided to change the action. Let's hang the pictures up now. And if you like, we can try one more. Two! Me too! Me too! Phoebe thumbtacked the pictures to the bulletin board and set out the paper for the children to start again. Rob had been talking to Glenda and Ellen, Kayla's mother. When the parents of Lucy, Nancy, Jane, and Ned arrived, they formed a group together. As Phoebe hung up the next round of pictures, The parents clapped and paid extravagant compliments. Rob stood up. I'm proud to announce that this wonderful group of children will all be in our new morning preschool class starting Monday and running through the new school year. Two more boys will be joining later in the summer. Everyone clapped again and began getting acquainted. Rob took this moment to thank Phoebe for hosting the activity. She noticed that he did not appear to age at all. He seemed no different than he was 10 years ago. A quiet man with black hair, skin a copper color, wide face with gentle smile. He wore jeans and leather moccasins. It was hard to guess his age. Phoebe realized that here was another person she'd seen since childhood, but did not know very well. The children were getting a little out of hand. With peals of excited laughter, they began to run around the store, grabbing things, playing tag, exploring this fascinating place that seemed to be made especially for them. The parents quickly gathered them up, bought a couple of items, and began to say their goodbyes. Ned, a quiet little boy, walked up to Phoebe. Can can I come back? Of course you can. We hope to see you often. Ned pumped his fist. (laughs) Yes! Glenda suddenly put an envelope into Phoebe's hand. Phoebe, read this. 
Phoebe looked at the address on the envelope. A neat and level hand had written, Glenda Trimble, 8 Oak Knoll Lane, Middletown. There was no postmark or return address. Phoebe turned and walked to the back hallway. There she pulled out a plain white sheet of paper and read the following handwritten page. July 1st. Dear Glenda, I just wanted to let you know that I'm fine and do not worry. I can't visit because I don't want anyone bothering you, so don't expect me. But I'm fine, really. I'm still interested in working at the toy store. But first, I need to find a safe place to live. I wonder if Phoebe would let me live at the store. Her family all used to live there. Another idea I have is maybe I could live at the church. That would be even better. That would be perfect. Do you think that Reverend Tuck has ever let anyone live there? Please speak to Reverend Tuck and Phoebe and let her know anything that might help me. I will visit her at the store in a few days. I'm fine where I am, but I can't stay here forever. I'll try everything I can. I believe that somehow, help will come for me. Thanks for being there when I needed you the most. Tell Tiny I miss her. Your friend, Abby Chapman. Thank God. At least she's okay. Then Phoebe read it slowly a second time, and then a third time. The details of the letter began to sink in. It's like... It's like she needs a bodyguard to walk around. This is worse than I thought. And she's depending on me to help her. It's up to me now. Like a soldier, Phoebe put the letter back in the envelope and joined Tiny and Glenda in the book corner. Glenda was reading a frog and toad book aloud and Tiny was listening intently. Phoebe sat on a small stool and listened to Toad, imagining that terrible things have happened to his friend Frog to make him late for Christmas dinner. Christmas Eve is my favorite story. I like it too. We're all like Toad. Glenda gave Phoebe a questioning look. Phoebe handed her the envelope, folded in half and mostly covered by her hand. Thanks for showing me. I'm going to follow up on those things. That's Abby's letter, isn't it? People are making trouble again, aren't they? Aren't they? Aren't they? Yes, it is Abby's letter. Phoebe's going to help us. That's right. I'll do everything I can to get her a job. I'll speak to Reverend Tuck about the church. And I'll be ready when she comes. I'm so relieved. This is beyond me. 
That's okay. Tiny and I are starting school. Can you walk me to the truck? Sure. I understand. On the way, as Tiny skipped up the sidewalk, Glenda spoke quickly. I tried to call Abby's parents, but I get no answer. And someone's watching my house. A pudgy guy who could be a teenager, maybe a little older. He waits behind the trees on the other side of the field, where he gets a view of my front door. I'm sure he's looking for Abby. And you want us to scare him away? Or get Chief Santiago on it? Or you want us to do... Nothing. Nothing at all. But it's one more fact for you to think about. When I got this letter, I made up my mind. My strategy is to let him look. I want him to look. Then they'll leave me alone. Otherwise, they might do worse things. I'm out of this now. They can see anything they want. I get it. I'm on my daughter's side before anything else. I understand. Call me at the store or at home. For any reason at all. I'm just down the street at night. Glenda hugged her. Phoebe walked home alone. But if I hear you say it's all okay, there's nothing compares with that sound. I'm lost, but now I'm found. God help the shape that I'm in. God help the shape that I'm in. Just come back to me I'll be yours for free I'll do all the good I can do It's just that I need you I care about a lot of things, I guess I try and I try just to do my best But if it's not right with you, there's nothing I can do. I'm lost before I begin. God help the shape I'm in. God help the shape that I'm in. God help the shape that I'm in. Just come back to me, I'll be yours for free, I'll do all the good I can do, it's just that I need you. 
sometimes I'm stumbling through my day And there's no light upon the way There's nothing I can see, it's dark as can be Hold my hand and see me through I'm lost if I don't have you Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.